Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roar, or welcome to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman, and today we're going to uh, get into John chapter D8, John chapter 10, and uh, we're going to have an awesome, awesome conversation. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, my name, of course, is Sam, and um, this show is called Roar, Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. And uh, it's just getting into scripture and letting the word reveal to us who he really is, who our Lord Jesus really is, because it's important we know him. Jesus talks about many people coming to him in the last days and the end of times, judgment day and saying, Lord, I did this. I did that. Look what we built in your name. Look who we, you know, look. And he says, depart from me. I didn't know you. You practice, I think practicers of iniquity, one translation says, or basically you who just you were selfish and you didn't you didn't actually know me. And so I really endeavor just in this conversation, in this podcast, just to help you and even in myself grow more and more in knowing who he really is and who does the word really say he is. You know, Paul talks about seeking after prophecy, but the ultimate prophecy is this. This is a book of prophecy. This is a book of divinely spoken words, divinely written words of prophecy. And um, this prophesies not only to us who Christ is, because you read about him, he's all throughout the Old Testament, you see the different prophecies about him, but you also look throughout the New Testament and it prophesies not only who Christ is and confirms who he is, but it also is a book of prophecy to tell us who we are, being made in the image of God, being the image bearers of God, being his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. And that's what we're going to get into. In chapter 10, Jesus talks about being the good shepherd. In verse 1, I'm going to start, he says this, truly, truly, uh, I think King James says verily, verily. Um, But by Jesus repeating this, all it really means is he's being very, this is a very serious statement. This isn't like, I'm just telling you, this is like, really listen, lock in. That's why he repeats himself. It's like uh, when someone goes, do you like the song or do you like, like the song? It's kind of like that. And you really, you like, 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 it is real, real. It's not just real. It's real, real. It's a real discussion right here. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the, sh- enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Right there, I'd like to enter. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You call it a door. He is the door, the way, the truth, the life. Okay, the way to get in is through Christ, so through the gate. But he says this, entering the sheepfold, but by coming in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. There's a bunch of different ways right now that you can read to get to heaven, nirvana, peace, tranquility, enlightenment, eternity. There's a zillion different ways. There's different gods. There's different meditations. There's different things you can do right now. You can burn. You can do this. You can, you can, can, you can, um, what do you call it? Manifest things. But what you're doing is you're, you're being a thief. You're, you're being dishonest. There's only one way. There's a lot of different ways that'll tell you, you can get in, you can do this, you can try this, you manifest this enough, you say this. Those are all spiritual laws, yes, but you're hopping a fence. You're getting into things that doesn't belong to you. And it's important to understand, how are you going to be, are you going to be honest? Are you going to be a just and honest person? Or are you going to be a selfish person who just gets what they want, how they want it, when they want it? Because if God did that, none of us would be here. But in God, he lovingly gave of himself. 
Read Corinthians where it talks about love, how he gave of himself. He didn't hold on to things. And Jesus, when he came down, he did not seek seek equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself as a servant, putting on mortal flesh. It's a scripture. Put in understanding that that either I can try to get enlightenment throughout my, you know, expertise, my understanding through the different ways, or through the way the way that it'll actually last throughout eternity, not just a short temperamental fix where maybe my life on earth's a little bit more enlightened or better. Not only can I have that, but I can have security of eternity with the judge of the universe because there is a judge. No one's getting out of here just without any, It's that would be imbalanced and unfair. And what in nature is unbalanced? and un- I mean, really everything, whether it might, it might take a thousand years, but everything will balance. Isn't that interesting how you even can just look at the natural and just the fact that there's seasons, that's pretty balanced. That there's a cycle that constantly goes. There's a cycle of life through everything in creation, the circle of life, some call it. That's pretty balanced. So, I mean, at the end of all this thing, it's going to be balanced. We're not getting out of it without that. But not through selfish gratification and through the other ways and the different gods and other religions and enlightenments and meditations and manifestations. Not through that only through Christ. That's what he's being very clear here. And I just want to be very vocal and open about that because there is so much deception and other ways to get to God, other ways to get to to peace, to nirvana, to the answer of, of life and the meaning of life. There's a zillion different ways. They're all, all cheap knockoffs of the way, the truth. There's only one God, one baptism, one Lord Jesus. There's only one. And it's a narrow way. I'm not telling you it's the broad and easily accepted way, but it is the way. So you can make that choice. I believe you'll make the right choice. He says this, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So not only if you serve these other, again, other gods, they don't call you by name. These other ways don't have that individual knowing and relationship with you. Only Jesus, only relationship with the Father has that. It's powerful stuff. And that's that's what we were all made for is love and intimacy anyway. So why would you sell yourself short and go into these other um, ways to heaven, ways to eternity when they none of them fulfill that original whole and desire that's in the soul of every single person? Just a, just a thought. I think it's good. He calls the sheep by voice and they hear him. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. When you're born again, you know his voice. The voice of the Lord, it's become so clear. And it, it comes through knowing. And it's, again, this book in the very beginning is the book of prophecy. This is the voice of the shepherd. Read this. Get into Really read it and let him speak to you individually. Because if you're his sheep, you want the... You want the truth, you'll find Christ. Jesus said this standing before Pilate said, those that are of the truth, those that want the truth, they will hear my voice. When he was talking about how his kingdom is not of this world, it's an eternal family and kingdom. It's not just a temporal earthly experience, not just a temporal kingdom that'll be here today and gone tomorrow. It's it's eternal. It doesn't end. It never ends. And there's hope and expectation and life that never, ever, ever ends ends. And it's not just a life like on this earth that has pain and suffering, but it is a life that is eternal hope and goodness and kindness and love and the fullness of what you were created for, the fullness of what I was created for. 
Wow, this is really good. Verse five, a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Again, strangers, the many ways to God. There's there's a, a bunch of different strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. See, again, Jesus is, he's working us so hard to explain what's happening in the spirit realm. He's trying to get into some of this stuff by using practical language. So he continues and said again to them, truly, truly, again, he's being very, very clear here. I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. He is the protection. He is the the one who keeps us safe, right? You read the Psalms and David had a revelation of this. He talks about how the Lord is his, you know, just read Psalms 91, like one of the most commonly quoted, understood Bible chapters of like all time. Just read into some of that. And don't tell me there's an understanding of the door of the way. And you can read in the Psalms and it talks about, uh, I'm trying to think of, maybe Psalms 1 says it, but different Psalms will say, your right hand upholds me. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. I think Ephesians tells us that. So there's this understanding that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And then you go back to the Old Testament and there's a very clear, says, the right hand upholds me. It's talking about Jesus. He is the gate. He upholds us. He takes care of us. He is the way to the Father. He is the door, right? I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, Jesus, he continues on in John a little bit later. He talks about um, in John 17, praying that we would be in the Father and the Father would be in us. In 1 Corinthians, it talks about how we have been made one spirit with him. We have been, we've entered into like a marriage covenant with the Father. Ephesians tells us it's like a covenant between a husband and a wife. There's this oneness, this entering into one another, this closeness. And literally in a marriage, you enter in, you become one. You enter into each other through your thoughts, your dialogue. You become one in the way you think. You become one physically. That is a picture, an illustration of what actually happens when you enter into the way with Jesus. It's a very intimate and close relationship. Like whenever people sing those songs, well, he's, he's closer than a brother. He's closer than a friend. He's my, you know, where does that verbiage even come from? It's from this. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the door. Anyone who enters by me, verse, um, verse nine, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That's the good, peaceful land. But the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. See, our God, Jesus, our Lord, the Father, right? Like our, our, our Father, our Lord Jesus, He is good. He, is, he, is, he, he has good things for us. He's not like a, what father just wants to just destroy his kids? What good father? wants to do that. No, he wants his kids to have the world, to create, to be all that they were made to be. A good father wants that. And our father is the goodest, excuse my language, the goodest, the bestest father that there ever was. He literally, again, one time I was sitting and I was talking to the Lord about, um, I was honestly just amazed at how patient the Lord had been with me because, you know, all of us have fallen short. There's a lot of things that we've all done wrong if we were just looking at our natural lives. And I was just 
just amazed and I was reading and I, I had felt the love of God, his forgiveness for me, his, he, you know, given me second chances and chance after chance. He's given me room to turn around. He's been gracious and kind to me. He's, you know, let me live. He causes the sun just to come up. I'm not dead. I'm able to breathe today. My body works. I mean, all these things. I was just amazed with the kindness of him. And he just literally just whispered this so quick. He goes, Sam, I literally invented kindness. And it just hit me. And I thought, man, He literally, all those things of goodness, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, long, like everlasting, you know, long suffering, patience, um, good, believing the best hope. He literally, he created all of those things. He literally made them. He made hope. You know, hope isn't just something that I just come up with or as a, he literally made it. He, he is the fullness of it. The most extreme hope and love you could even fathom and beyond our fathers that way he's that's how much love he has it's beyond that's why it says the breadth the depth the wideness when romans he talks about the love of god he says nothing can why because he literally is love the bible says god is love so the fullness of what love is you read in corinthians the fullness of all of those things to the extreme to the upteenth to beyond you can even fathom that's who our father is and you think he would just sell us short? Jesus in Matthew 5, 6, 7, he talks about the father. And later on, I think in 8 and 9, he continues talking about the good gifts. What father would, when his son asked for bread, give him a scorpion? The goodest, the goodest father, right? And we have the goodest shepherd, Jesus, the son who has come. And Hebrews says he put on flesh and he knows he was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what it means to be a person. He understands. And yet he's able to intercede and stand in the gap and say, hey, you know, they, they didn't, on the cross, he said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. In other words, he knows how deceptive it is to live in this flesh suit and have to deal with the feelings of life, the pressures of life, the pain, the, all that we have to go through, all that we've gone through. He knows what it means. He knows what it means to suffer and yet not give up and yet still believe the best of God, still understand who our father is. It's possible. You and I can do it. That's why Jesus died so that we could see that. So we could have understanding and the Holy Spirit has come that we might have a witness of these things, the eternal reality of God and who we are as beings made in his image, that that would be fully understood. He's come and given that to us. So Jesus said again, truly, truly, he is being so um, clear in this. He wants this to be so understood. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. There's no reason. There's no excuse. Well, God, you don't love me enough. Really? He laid his life down for you. What more can he do? He gave up everything of who he was. He took your guilt. He took your shame. He took responsibility when he, it wasn't even his to take, but he cares for you so much. He stood in the gap. He stood in the gap. He he made that. There's a song that talks about the 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 chasm. The the he became the bridge across. He came across the great divide of my sin and my failures, and he he bridged that gap. Took all of that. He's made a way to to this pasture, this life, this Garden of Eden that was lost from Genesis, this way of peace and living that was lost. He then has restored it and wants us to live in it now. It's not just some thing far off when we get to heaven. It is the eternal life that we got born again into. It's the life and the way of Christ that that's what we've got. We've That's been given back to us again. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Verse 12, he who is just a hired hand is not a shepherd and he does not know own the sheep. So there's an owning that the father has. He owns our, the Bible says we are one flesh with him. He, he literally has bought us. He's purchased us. He owns everything about us. And you say, well, that's, doesn't that sound like slavery? No, he owns us. He owns the earth. And last I checked, my body is made up of elements that the earth's made of. So if he owns the earth, I just did a podcast, the last one in, in Isaiah 66, it says the earth is the Lord's footstool, like verse one or two. So if I'm doing the math on this, my body's made of iron, zinc, you know, you got to have your Wheaties, you know, and get your good source of daily iron and you got to get your fiber, you know, you got to get all of your vitamins, right? Where's all that found? Last I checked, the dirt has iron in it. Um, there's all the different metals that are in our bodies, the plants, everything in the earth has the minerals, the vitamins, they're all in it. So by virtue of the Lord owning the earth and by virtue of my body being literally made of earth, I think he might have a stake a claim on this body. I think there might be a, a way that he might own it. So when you're saying the shepherd owns it, Jesus says the father has given me given me. And John 10, he actually continues on later on here. He says this um, in verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life that they will never perish. No one will take them out of my hand. So when you've been chosen, you've been chosen, man. That's good news. Verse 29, my father who has given them to me. Again, Isaiah 66, the Lord, the father, owns everything. And so if he owns me by virtue of creation, because he made me, I didn't make myself. I didn't come up with my own existence. I didn't make my own, I didn't do that. But the father did, the creator did. So by the creator giving right, you know, you could call it like a land deed here. He gives it to the son, which is what he says here. My father has given them to me, talking about us, and he is greater than all, and no one is able to take them out of the father's hand. And I and the Father are one. So Jesus very clearly is saying, I am the shepherd. I am the one who's going to take care of you. You might want to know me. Back to the beginning of this podcast as I end it. It's all about knowing him because he knows you. He knows everything about you. He has been given, you have been given to him by the Father through the work of the cross, through the life that he gave, a perfect life. That's your destiny to be made into him is his image, to be one with him and to let him tell you who you are and for him to encourage you, uplift you through the Holy Spirit whom he sent to us. And he says, the Holy Spirit is what? Our comforter, our teacher. So all good things come from the father of lights through the son and are manifested through and in our lives in the Holy Spirit. So it's important that we allow all these things to happen, this dynamic, this relationship. Um, it's very important because then the words of life become real. This begins to make sense because it's that relationship with the good shepherd. And uh, I encourage you, pursue your relationship with the good shepherd today. Take some time this week to just spend some time with the Lord. Let the good shepherd speak to you and don't let the, just, excuse me, the distractions of this life, pardon, all of those things just take away, but let him encourage and build you up because he wishes to do so. 
Man, that was fun. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. If it blessed you, if you want more information about myself, you want to give in and support Spelman Ministries Family Mission, what we're doing with, you know, just encouraging the podcast, the, you know, the equipment, everything that it, it takes to, to do these things. If you want to give into that, if you feel that in your heart, you can find ways to do that in the description. You can also have us come. I'd love to come and, and speak to you guys. If you want to have myself or my family even come and minister, feel free to reach out in the description. All of that information is available to you guys. Um, if this podcast just blessed you, you can just share it. If you want people just to hear this, if you thought this was good and encouraging to you, please share it. It helps it get out. I can only share to so many people. You know people that I don't know. And if you feel like it blessed you and the Lord wants to speak to them through this, feel free to do that. That would be such a blessing. So yeah, speaking of blessing, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace every single day of your life. I'll see you guys next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.